Well, aloha. I'm coming at you from fucking Hawaii, and it's goddamn amazing. Uh, everyone's laughing. That's good. That's a good way to start off the podcast. We got Tyler and Dave. Wait, sorry, Tyler and Drew. Wow. God damn, wow. you this, just keep wow. getting ignored, Drew. Wow. Jeez. Even when he's even when Dave's not here, here. here. Just even when Dave's not here. Oh my oh, god! Man. I mean, I gotta say, the draft kind of sucked for me because it seemed like you guys were having a pretty good time, and I. I had a little bit of FOMO. I had a little bit of FOMO. What was it? Was it as good as it seemed from the Zoom call? It was a good time. Tyler is a is a great host. Tyler's wife is is great at Tyler, yeah. the house. Let's <laughs> let's uh, give a shout out real quick on the podcast that no one listens to, but uh, my wife Kelly uh, really cleaned the house top to bottom and purchased all of the food and beverage for the day uh, while I was working double doubles. Uh, three days in a row. So well, it was a good time. Good it was time a good was time. Out. Yeah. Uh, great to be in the room. Excited to potentially get as even more people together in the future. Uh, maybe a destination 100%. draft next. Did I hear something about a destination draft next year? Was someone saying Hawaii draft. for the draft, Las Vegas for the draft? I, I think we're going to have to tone it down in the beginning because we've got to, we've got to get justin on board right justin's against it but i feel like we do a local place but it's like some type of more vacation destination we get like a lake house or something like that i think that'll coax him in i think that will get him in and see the potential and then we'll start migrating more west all of a sudden we're in hawaii right like it's a three-year plan right this is like this league is all about three-year plans vegas's disgusting step cousin atlantic city which offers similar uh, entertainment value. Uh, I'm sorry, Tyler, you're breaking up. I, I can't hear you. Am I actually oh, breaking? Yeah, yeah. No, there you go. Good no, time. no. This no. is just, I, Atlantic City is the shithole of the world. I mean, this could <laughs> be a whole you. podcast. Um, but but uh, I think we should just do Vegas. And I think we go big or go home. And Justin, Justin's going to come when everyone's in Vegas. Justin's gonna will. jump on board, or he I think can he, zoom he, in like a little bitch. Fine, fine, oh, zoom man. in and watch us fucking party. In Justin, Vegas. you don't want to do it. It's it's not very fun. I don't. I did not. Would not a fan. Would not uh, uh, encourage anyone to do that. Uh, brother Ryan, brothers Chad and I were all, and Evan were all like, "What the fuck are they saying?" I eventually just gave <laughs> up and just was calling random people to get different perspectives. That's draft went on um but yeah all right so we've been rambling long enough let's talk about the trades first off then we're going to go into the rookie draft let's just go through the draft the trades will come through um we'll go through the draft in order um we'll start from the top once we get to a trade uh we'll 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 analyze the trade um all right well then let's before we do that let's go then at least through smith and acres since that wasn't really part of the draft at all yeah well then the rest of them all i feel like that's a good way to approach it so um the only trade that didn't include draft picks on Sunday was Devonte Smith uh, for Cam Akers, and you know I like this trade honestly for both sides. Um, but you know what? Let's Tyler. Why don't you go first? What What are your grades for this trade and explain them? Uh, I this trade really doesn't. I I don't think it drastically or dramatically improves either team. Uh, I, it did allow Dave a little more wiggle room 
I think if I remember correctly on the salaries without no, looking. No, I gave me a dollar. It gave you a dollar. Okay. So Dave lost the dollar in the trade. Mm-hmm. Okay. It did give him more running back depth that he didn't have. Um, I mean, he really didn't. He didn't have to sign anyone, any running backs in the draft or the auction as a result. Uh, Devontae Smith just gives the darn sound Droosh another high upside young wide receiver on a cheap deal. Um, I think that should be their team's official slogan at this point. High upside young wide receiver on a cheap deal. Uh, I don't really think they that that is his team in a nutshell. Uh, this like BB. It's a if the if the names or values of the players were higher, it's probably AA. But these guys are rotational pieces, not necessarily stars. So straight Bs across the board. Personally, I still think that this is a B minus B plus trade. Um, I think it favors Drew. I like the fact that Drew got a two year cheap deal. Uh, even if we're not quite sure what Devonte Smith is, you can never have too many deals that are under twenty dollars. That's how you build a championship. So I think those are the mo- the most essential building blocks for any team. Uh, and then with Cam Akers, I'm still worried about the Achilles injury. You know, he did not look good at the end of the 2021 season. We're really not quite sure if you can recover from this type of injury. I, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see how this turns out for Dave. I think. If Cam Akers is fully recovered and we see that kind of dynamo player that we saw at the end of the 2020 season, then it's a solid win for him. But there's just a lot of risk. And I think that's the way that I value trades is who's gaining more risk versus the reward. I think Dave obviously took on more risk. All right. So uh, you don't want want my take on the trade? Yeah, maybe move, you your move right along. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I thought this was, you know, the fairest trade Dave's done in a while. Um, I, I, you know, I have to make a dig every time. Every time Dave's involved in a trade, you got to dig a little bit. Uh, but Byron hit the nail on the head for why he did it. It was more just the extra year. Um, I, I view the players in a similar vacuum. Uh, but I think Devontae Smith has higher upside, um, per se, uh, based off of a what we've seen, the injury and the contract. So. Um, but Tyler's also spot on in terms of how I kind of approach this offseason, taking a different approach to wide receivers, young, high upside. That was the name of the game. Yep, makes sense. All right, let's go uh, right into the rookie draft, which, by the way, first time we've done that in person. And I think it was substantially better. At least it seemed it from the Zoom call. Just got a lot of people kind of into it. We saw more trades in that middle of the draft. It did not take over 48 hours like it has in some years. Uh, I think it was a total win. Yeah, no 24 hours waiting for a Ryan brother. I mean, <laughs> it really was. It really was uh, efficient, fun. Um, I think it's going to happen again. Destination draft. I think we saw the biggest surprise of the draft, at least for me personally, with pick 101. I expected Brees Hall essentially – Without, I, I never even considered Kenny Pickett 101. I don't think it's a bad pick, but um, I was surprised. I mean, were you guys at all? I was not surprised. Um, I, I thought, you know, on my list, if I was picking first, I, I'd probably go uh, with Brees Hall. Um, I'm a different team, though. A. Um, B. 
you know, I think it's, it's, it's Justin, right. It, it reminded me of our conversation we had when uh, you weren't even in the league and I was drafting or bidding on Zeke Elliott. It was like, don't you want Zeke Elliott? If I'm Justin, I have the first pick and it's kind of a toss up between Kenny Pickett and Brees Hall and Kenny Pickett's good value. And he's probably going to go second. You're not reaching, you're not doing something wrong. It's a quarterback in our league. And uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Kenny Pickett's not Trevor Lawrence. $20 is a lot for, for, for Kenny Pickett compared to some of the quarterbacks you typically get one overall. Um, but you get in the first round pick, he's going to start at some point um, and was close to starting already. So um, not super surprised, not shocked. I think there were bigger surprises uh, a little bit later on. Um, but, but yeah, I, w- I think you're right that Brees Hall was the consensus first pick. I think uh, <clears throat> Brees Hall was the consensus overall first pick uh, all off season until about two weeks ago when we actually got to see Brees Hall play football in an NFL setting, um, at which point you can look on any of the trackers. That consensus started to get a little shaky. Um, I, I probably still had him above Pickett, but that's because, and we've disagreed about this many times, but uh, today officially Mitch Trubisky is going to be the week one starter for the Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett is their third emergency quarterback, so he is not even their backup. I don't think he's going to start a single game for the Steelers this season. I don't, I don't see why they would roll him out there. Um, if they're having a terrible season, all they do is risk injury for him. If they're having a great season, it's because Mitch Trubisky has been good, decent to good, and there's no reason to yank him. Um, that being said, I don't think it's a reach to take Pickett here for the Luchadors, who are this team that is in transition from the bottom to the middle to eventually what they hope is the top, having a good next year for certain starting quarterback in Kitty Pickett will help them tremendously. And if they get any games out of him this year, that's upside. Yeah, no, I think that's all a very astute point. Obviously, uh, Joe, or excuse me, Alex, Joe's Primo's team, uh, jumped on Brees Hall at 102. I know that I was talking with him, and he was confident that Brees Hall wouldn't be there, so I'm sure he was psyched. Uh, Drake London at 103. I think that's a pretty obvious pick there. Um, Yeah. Uh, that's probably the consensus one. So I think the next kind of interesting that ha- thing that happened was 104. We had a trade. The Rockville Cartographers, my team, traded Geno Smith in 107 for 104 to Mike Ryan. Uh, so like, let's get uh, your opinions of that trade right now. Drew, why don't we start with you? Yes, this is this is how a trade should be. This is fair fair value. You're not trading much, and and in that top ten ish range i think the picks aren't all that are pretty interchangeable for the value you're getting for each player right i think you're as excited for most of those first round picks so you're not really giving up much Geno smith is a starting quarterback on a cheap deal yeah but um he's not anything anybody wants to be starting even in a flex spot um this year he's just someone that you can't throw out there um so very low value um throw in that's that gets you up a few spots um and then Byron uh, turned around and picked Kenny Ken Walker. I think it was obvious when he traded up what he was doing. You look at his roster. What does he need? A little bit of depth at running back um, behind J.K. Dobbins, who I think you have to, you know, have high hopes for, um, but is a question mark, right? Still, still coming back from an injury. Um, so, um, 
great, good trade. I think a fine trade on both sides. Um, if I was uh, the Ryan brothers, I probably would be looking for, you know, um, something more kind of future oriented, maybe like a 2024 second, 2023 second instead. I don't know if he would have gotten that. I don't know if he asked for that. Uh, I would be looking for something like that uh, with my team because I don't think uh, Geno Smith really is all that valuable at all, but maybe he can turn around and trade it, right? So, like, still a piece that isn't bad to get. Uh, I I think this trade is perfectly acceptable. Um, the players that go in here, uh, Walker, Damian Pierce, Jameson Williams, we'll get to in a minute, and Traylon Burks, I would have picked someone different than who he ended up taking at seven, but the value of picks four through seven, that was a tier we talked about in our preview. That was a tier by itself to me, literally the, the four people that would have gone there. So really to me, as long as you're satisfied taking the worst of those four, um, you're getting Geno Smith to free or for free in your head. If you're Mike, um, and maybe he didn't think about it that way, or maybe he did, in which case this is actually a, a good win for him. Um, I disagree about Geno Smith's capabilities slightly. He had a couple weeks last year where he was able to sneak into quarterback relevance in a super flex league. But uh, for the most part, he's not spectacular, but it is still a quarterback that starts. So good win. I think Mike Ryan won the trade, uh, not in some sort of hands down walk off yeah. home runway. He got the better of this one by, you know, an edge. I, I absolutely agree with everything you guys said. I think it, I don't think the way that the draft turned out made this work out perfectly because obviously he has Deshaun Watson, right? So in, in the ideal world, you go get like a Kyler Murray in the draft and Geno Smith is a replacement until you get Watson and then you got really good starters and you're, you know, a very competitive team didn't work out for him in the draft. I don't think he got another quarterback, unfortunately, but um, I, I think it made a lot of sense. And I actually happened to know after talking with Mike, um, when we were just chatting afterwards that Mike was going to take Traylon Burks at four. So it, it was a huge win for him, right? Like it's just, he was, that was his guy. That's who we wanted. And the, the got best case scenario in both cases so uh if yeah, i'm mike I, I i am hoping that Geno smith starts for x amount of games and if he does and he is capable i'm looking at loose cannons i'm looking at these teams that have no business having one quarterback and being like give me something for a starter uh you need it um because i i don't think he should have targeted like a Kyler murray or someone like that um i think he should be building what a lot of this roster kind of is shaped for is, is a future-oriented team um i think he's still a year away um and if i'm him i'm looking to get that value from from geno smith when you have it you're not going to be he's not going to be more value than he is in the first eight to ten weeks of this season right he's just never going to get that value again in the nfl you yeah two dollars try I, to I get something think, for him. i look at mike ryan's team and i think if he got a quarterback and had he cut adrian well, peterson and well, cam newton and had like the extra we'll, we'll talk about that in uh, yeah. in, in the power rankings i think that's, that'll be a good conversation what's the fifth pick all right fifth pick uh so we had ken walker at four fifth pick was damien pierce obviously the uh you know biggest draft board riser uh he was a fourth brown pick running back i think when we started this tyler 
when we did our first like draft, I think we had him at it was 14, 12, 12, yeah, 12 14, somewhere in 12, there. Yeah. It was somewhere around there. Obviously had one of the most remarkable camps that I've ever been a part of, like I've seen. Um, and then he gets himself all the way picked at five. Definitely, Tyler, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I actually think that we should should look at the next four picks together, starting with Pierce sure. at five, Williams at six, Burks at seven, and Malik Willis at eight. I read that list. We should highlight this, cut it, and paste it somewhere on the league site. And then I'm going to read the names that went for the next four picks after them. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave, George Pickens, James Cook, and Garrett Wilson. In three years, the four picks from five through, what is that, eight, right? Five, six, seven, eight, Pierce, Williams, Burks, and Willis will be significantly less, have significantly less value than the four that immediately came after it. This, to me, is where the the draft kind of went a little bit sideways. I get the allure of Damian Pierce for any team that convinces itself it's a contender. He is a one-year running back in all likelihood. This is a team that has one of the worst offenses in the NFL. They barely clawed their way back to respectable this year with their draft picks and improvement on their team. Um, While Damian Pierce will be productive, he's not like expected to be the savior in the way that Brees Hall and Kenny Walker and Isaiah even Isaiah Spiller was projected, right? Bad yeah, draft I, situation for Spiller, I, but like for yeah. any other team that was contending, maybe. But the Luchadors, like I said, they're in this like flux position, so I don't know. Byron, it sounds like you you disagree. I, I think I, I mostly agree with Tyler Stakes. I want to hear hear your thoughts first. Yeah, I mean, I go. I, I was probably going to take Pierce at one hundred and seven had he been there. I was starting to get the feeling that he wasn't going to be there, but at one hundred and seven, I wasn't feeling great about taking him. For the very reason that Tyler pointed out is that, you know, fourth round picks running backs, if you look historically the past 20 years, can you name a running back that was drafted in the fourth round that was a top 10 player or top 10 running back? The only reason I can, the only reason I can is because you told me the one answer, right? There's one, one running back who's had a top 10 running back season in the fourth round. Marion Barber. And yeah. I don't even know if he was top 10. I think he was I guess, top I'm guessing he was top 10. He had a, he had yeah. a monster touchdown season. He had yeah. one of those seasons where he had a lot of touchdowns. I would be surprised if he wasn't top 10, but possibly not because he didn't well, get he a lot of yards. Stands, right? Like, yeah. you know, we now granted when you start getting to that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you start putting them all together, right? Like anyone could be the next Arian Foster. And I use that name obviously because of the connections with the Texans, but at the same time, we've also never seen a running back drafted in the fourth round get the kind of crazy press. The and was, not only that, like you, you, you hear a lot about, you know, uh, Texan blogger or just NFL team bloggers kind of hyping up rookies in the past. You know why you and know? I, you know why you know? Is because Lovey Smith wouldn't play him at the end. He's like, I know what I have. He said that I know what I have in Damian Pierce. That's a veteran treatment. Like that that's is not, that's, that's when, you know, it's not like a camp. No, he's, he's telling you he's my starter. Four other players that got pulled from the game. It was Brandon cooks, their left tackle and a defense player. I can't remember name now. And that was the only one They even played Davis mills. Like 
that is indication that's not not blogger hype that's the coaches telling us like there's something crazy going on now it might not be real right like we might not see that later but man that is you've got to take the gamble i think and i, I honestly I, we're going to talk about power ranking so i'm not going to get into luchador's teams but I, I like their team i think it was a savvy move so let's get to jameson I, williams going through let this. me let me let me let me throw in my thoughts before before mm-hmm. we run into this um, but I, I agree with, with everything you said, except I, I agree with Tyler's points first and foremost about, especially two of the picks in this range. Um, I, I, I disagree about Traylon Burns. If it's fine to pick, I would have, I would have taken Wilson. I, I just go with draft capital at that point. Um, but Damian Pierce, um, I think made, makes not a lot of sense on this team. I think it makes a lot more sense on the next two teams picking right after it, Dave and, and Byron's team. Is where besides said Malik Willis. I, I don't think we can move on until I we, we talk a little bit about Malik Willis going eighth here. I think that was the, when you asked the surprise of the draft. Um, Malik Willis going eighth is is crazy to me. It's it's wild. It shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised as quarterbacks in our league. Um, but that to me, the biggest reach of the draft. If I'm getting Malik Willis, like I would have considered him at 16, sure, for $30, right? That's a stash to me. That's like a flyer, hopefully. Uh, but he's, we are actually, people, he has a hype around him. Like he's a surefire future starter there. I don't buy it. It's a third round pick. Like they're going to get hype. They're going to give him some chance. He might get an opportunity next year, maybe. But if they're at the top of the draft, you're telling me they're not going to take in that next class. If they have a pick there, if they, if they, aren't good this year like you're telling me if they have a chance at a, a franchise quarterback to replace instead they're not going to go there I, I just don't buy um that uh that, that Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter for that matter are are surefire things I think they're back into the first type players uh taking them at eight you're you're investing too much money for a guaranteed retro year and after that uh, uh a shot in the dark in the years two and three I have we- to personally agree but yeah We've skipped ahead a couple picks, um, yeah. So, but we can we can retro back. We, to those. we were looking at all four. Yeah, if we're looking at all four, uh, Dave taking Jamison Williams just to touch on that real quick is just extending the timeline for his team's window. Um, I guess he felt really good about his wide receiver room this year with Olave, Pickens, and Wilson still on the board, and Jahan Dotson, and Christian Watson, and Sky Moore. Um, and he didn't want to take James Cook, I guess, there. So he stashes Williams for the first half of the season. Uh, Burks right after that. I I'm I don't really hate Traylon Burks as much as it sounds like I do. I just liked Olave and Pickens better. Wilson. Which leads us right into the next four picks. Right, right? But I, well, I, so disagree so about, sorry, yeah. I disagree about the Malik Willis point. I it's not that I don't think it's a stretch to take him at, at eight. Um, but the quarterback value is so high. Um, I think what happened is that the, the pre-draft and college and like this hype train that has existed for so long, gets stuck in people's heads and we don't think about the landing spot. Um, he's in what's been a great organization with what is clearly a good head coach at this point. Um, when Malik Willis, if Malik Willis does get in and start for the Titans, I think he has a really good path to success, um, especially, especially given the talent level, 
But to your point, Drew, like that might not be until next year as the now former owner of Jordan Love. I could tell you that taking the guy who's supposed to be the next guy doesn't always work out. So yeah, I, I, that's the thing. It's, it's one thing if it's like a, a first round or a second round pick, even, even like a high second round pick, I'm like, okay, stash him. You know, he's going to get a chance in your people. You don't know. Like I would still stash him at the end of the first, right? Like that's fine there for $3 on your roster. $11 on your roster is totally different. Dave, I mean, Byron, I had to call you Dave just because you called me Dave. Oh, but no, that's okay. That's fine. Next four picks. Yeah, well, actually, I got one more point because I hated Jamison Williams at eight, or excuse me, at six. Not a fan whatsoever. And then I just kind of wanted to dive into it just a little bit because you got Alave and you have Wilson who were both ahead of him on the Ohio roster, same age, and they he couldn't break into a starting role. He couldn't even really break into a contributing role. And he had a great season at Alabama, but I don't know. I was much bigger. I was a much bigger fan of the other two wide receivers who now I can segue into because here we have nine, eight, 10, and 11. If I have my sheet right here and I'm there we go. So we've had um, Chris Olave, George Pickens, James Cook, Garrett Wilson. I mean, obviously I love all of these. We, we, I, we collectively gave Chad a hard time over pick nine. I, this is not any way to say I think the trade makes sense. I still think the trade was bad, but my God, does it feel a lot better to get Olave here at nine than it would get essentially any other player, in my opinion. Um, your guys' thoughts on any other interesting aspects of this uh, section? I think we Kyle also hit, have a trade, by the way. Hit, hit, hit the nail um, on the head. Um, with uh, with these picks, I think that they, they these they probably weren't expecting them. You probably were expecting players you get a little excited about. You get excited about Jamison Williams. You get excited about um, uh, Traylon Burks, but these players were all higher higher draft stock um, for a reason um, and and higher upside. So so yeah, I think that Tyler hit the nail on the head here. There was yeah, a trade I mean, though. I think especially if you're Scott and Keith getting James Cook and Garrett Wilson. You have to have been sitting there watching Damian Pierce climb, Malik Willis climb, even like James Cook a little bit. Like you you thought James Cook would go a little earlier, possibly. You thought Garrett Wilson might be gone and you're getting Traylon Burks there instead, um, who's had a little bit of a rough start. Um, but getting, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the draft, one of the only like running backs in this draft class that has a path to touches this season um like a not just a path but a clear path that they're going to use him in their game plan from week one uh i think those two guys just somehow backed into the luckiest two picks of the draft keep chris Um, olave in mind because once we end the first round we'll we'll do a broad sweep of the second round i'm gonna bring him back up first a little bit of a chaser now there was an interesting trade here uh justin and dave uh, Justin Seen being the Lewisburg Lucha George traded 110 uh, and exchange got 113. No, wait. Yeah. Other way around, right? Other way around. Yeah. Just Dave got 113 and 29 from the Lucha door, uh, Louis, the Lucha doors. And, uh, you know, I happened to know that Dave regretted that trade very, very shortly thereafter. 
he thought that James Cook would still be on the board because of the wide receivers that were that were available. Uh, and so he regretted that. I think overall that's a that's a fair trade. But if you did want James Cook, then I feel like you could, you had to take him at one ten. Can't can't risk that too much given how valuable running backs are. So I would say honestly, BB in terms of grade value, I think very fair. But because he screwed because he wanted a player and then lost him, I would say they've got a C and you know Justin got an A. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, and good on Justin for maneuvering and then continuing his uh, overall solid draft, even if I think the David Pierce pick was a little bit of a reach. Kenny Pickett, Pierce, Pickens, you can't be mad at adding that to your team. So, All right. So the next set of players is uh, at 13, Desmond Riddler, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, and Christian Watson. I'm going to just start off. I hated the Riddler pick or Ritter pick. Is it Riddler? Yeah. No, it's definitely Ritter. Ritter. Definitely Ritter. Desmond Ritter. And that's how well you know that that's what I think of the player, right? Because I've seen and heard the camp hype. Obviously, there's always camp hype around rookies. But uh, yeah, I I just, I don't think he has a path to play. I think he's, this is much more likely a situation where next year the Falcons are drafting very high and Ritter never sees the field at all but I do want to also point out just the interesting a move that Dave does where he trades Mariota away and then drafts the replacement quarterback I think that gives clear indication of what Dave's true value of Mariota was and that it should not have been a first and Javante Smith, but maybe that's just me. I don't want to. I, I mean, wanna... we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that trade every <laughs> I... podcast. Um, but I disagree um, with one point you made. I just I agree overall in terms of Desmond Ritter's long term potential. Um, it's 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 a shot in the dark. But I actually think what you just said is exactly why I almost guarantee you. Right, I made a five dollar bet with somebody about Mariota starting the whole year. I guarantee you that he starts this year. Titan, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, the, the starts this year with the with the Falcons. And the reason is the Falcons are going to have a, a top pick. They're going to have one of the top five picks in the drafts, most likely. Maybe top, they're going to be in position to pick a quarterback next year if they're bad, as bad as people think they might be. Um, they have to put Desmond Ritter on the field at some point. Why wouldn't you put Desmond Ritter on the field at some point? You're losing nothing. You see what you have. If you happen to have caught fire with some rookie that goes off, then you, then, then you, it's all, it's all plus. I think Desmond Ritter sees the field this year. Um, I, uh, you know, think he went a little bit earlier. Again, I think I don't want to pay six dollars for him. Again, I think the, the most I want to pay was like at sixteen. I would have considered him. It would have been the fallback option given how the draft went. I wouldn't have taken him. Um, but if everybody I wanted was gone, then I then I might have. Um, but at the same time, I agree wholeheartedly. The Falcons, what like what I said about um, about Malik Willis, is even more true about the Falcons. The Falcons aren't going to pass up uh, an actual first round draft pick next year quarterback for a shot in the dark in the third fourth third round. Like it's just likely not going to happen. So, but that's also why I think he sees the field this year. I I definitely think he's going to get playtime this year i don't see a path in which he doesn't i honestly think dave panicked here when james cook and garrett wilson were off the board and took you know a quick look down at his sheet saw that desmond ritter was still there uh felt pretty satisfied that there would be plenty of wide receivers available 
which there were, and clearly he had plans to pick up wide receivers in free agency um, based on what he did. Uh, and he was like, you know what, I'll just take this quarterback who gives me at some point this year, a third or fourth starting quarterback. Um, I don't love the pick. I think it's, it's certainly not the worst pick of the first round, um, but it's, it just, it doesn't move. It doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, yeah. I think Desmond Ritter will be fine when he gets in, but I'm with Drew. They're drafting a quarterback next year. Yeah. 14, 15, um, 16. What were those picks again, Bob? It was Dotson, uh, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, and Christian Watson. I mean, I like all of those players way more than I like Ritter, especially Sky Moore. I think that's a very interesting high yeah. upside wide receiver pick. Um, the other two have obvious concerns. We haven't got to see really Christian Watson yet at all. Uh, but there was some positive news that came out from Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think, on the Pat McCaffrey show about how fast he runs or something along those lines. We just have to see. But uh, I, I think we've probably already wasted enough time on this. There's These were just all solid picks outside of Ritter, in my opinion, and but not your guys' opinion. Um, let's go into the second round. Any big surprises? I know mine was Brian Robs- Robinson Jr. at 21. I know he's got shot in the leg, no less. But I think he comes butt. back. Yeah, I think he gets I think he gets back to the field within a few weeks uh, or maybe four or five weeks. And I think he might take over that backfield. I think it's a good, good addition by the scrubs who obviously had a very clear strategy. Get as many rookie running backs as I possibly can and hope one of them does well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I think Rashad White, another one of those picks, fell a little bit. Um from, from where he could have gone um, and getting for, for luchadors, getting him early. But Brian Robinson um, was a person that before he got shot would have been probably my 16th overall pick, kind of one of the people I was targeting there. Um, didn't feel like I needed it quite as much um, yeah, at, at 16, um, but, but it, it was definitely on the list. It was on the short list of players there. Um, and he felt, yeah, I think it was a great, great value. Uh, he comes back healthy. You get a guy who was going to be the starter, um, but uh, but the, the, there are a few other picks I think that also um, kind of cast it out, but they were mostly kind of flyer wide receivers, um, flyer running backs. For Shadow White was a good pick though. I think the 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 fact that Rams are the best, the now named Vienna Rams are the best, went right back to quarterback um, with that pick at twenty five overall. Uh, Sam Howell. I, I know he had back-to-back picks, so he got to take Jalen Tolbert as well and improve the skill positions. But Isaiah Pacheco is still on the board. Wandale Robbins still still on the board at that point. David Bell, Romeo Dobbs, like I, Sam Howell, if like might get to play this season, depending on how bad uh, it gets if they really just want to feed him to the lions, but those other guys are going to Dobbs, Wandale Robinson and David Bell, especially they're going to get catches in their respective offenses. And I think at this point, you just, if you're taking Tolbert, why not get another one of those guys to have that second dart throw? And you already took the high, the low, low, low ceiling quarterback. You don't need another one. 
Tyler, 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 come on. That is a naive opinion, don't you think? Like, really, look at what Dave has done with Mariota. Sam Howell is going to turn into a first and some superstar player off this draft. <laughs> like, that's all he's got to do. He just has to wait it out. Like, got to find some sucker. Yeah, except Mariota was a first-round draft. He's got the league on a God, different level than the rest of us do. This is the God second help us all. God help us all if Sam Howell ever sees the field because Dave is going to get three first-round picks in the first overall next year in a loaded draft. He's going to turn around and draft God knows who. Another quarterback. CJ Stroud. Is <laughs> it's going to be absurd. And all right. get it. I was done with the bit. That's all. I was just, all right. I just think this was, I actually think of everybody who had multiple picks in this draft, Dave kind of shit the bed all over the place. That's um, what Dave does with draft picks though. And then he turns them in and, and then we, people bail him out. So um, he's never drafted well. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I think, you know, if we can step back for a little bit and talk about overall winners and overall losers uh, Dave uh, was a was a, a loser, I think, here in this draft um, in terms of the players he got when they got him, the moves he made when he made them. I think overall, they didn't work out exactly the way you know he he would have wanted. Um, and I think at each one of his picks, you can make an argument there might have been a better pick to make. Um, I don't agree as much. Like James Williams, I think, has really high upside, and, and so I like I don't hate that pick. Um, but but the other ones, I think. Um, where there's some question marks around them. Um, then don't get me wrong. One um, winner that I'll, I'll start with and then um, is going to be uh, the, the loose cannons, right? You come out of a draft with Jahan Dawson, Chris Olave, Sky Moore. Um, that is, is solid. However, they're the biggest loser in this draft. They're the biggest loser in this draft. They also got Trey McBride. And I'm just going to ask you right now, all right, you got Chris Olave. He fell to you. That's wonderful. Chris Olave and uh, and Trey McBride or Kyle Pitts, guys? Or Kyle Pitts, guys? Who, who, what would you rather have? It's not even a question. I'm not even throwing in Brandy Cooks. Biggest loser this draft. Yeah, would have had that and Jahad Dawson and Sky before. Instead, good. You got a, a good first-round pick wide receiver. Maybe he works out. Maybe he does it. You had Kyle Pitts. Chad, I just, you're such a nice guy. And I, I love you so he much. I'm so, I'm so sorry that Drew is just literally <laughs> just punching you in the face over and over and over again. Honestly, we've already talked about the trade. I'm not going to rip into you, but I, I agree. Winner by far at this draft. I loved your pick. He drafts I, so well. He drafts so well. Like, God, Alave, so well. Dotson, and Sky Moore. Talk about a wide receiver core you could have for three years and literally yeah. start the foundation of your team again. Uh, I, I I, still believe you'd rather have um, Pitts by a long shot, but, man, it, this is I, – I, you have to feel good coming out of the rookie draft. Tyler, uh, in terms of the loser, again, I'm not a big fan of what – Dave did at all. In fact, I, I don't even like Jamison Williams, but I got to go Tim a little bit here. I think that Malik William Willis, like we already said, could have been a better pick. Um, that could Definitely have helped team been. this year, especially because I really like his team um, in terms of like the second tier of, of, of teams. Yeah, uh, I like I like what Tim did in the second round, picking up two running backs along the way. Um, yes, his first pick was left a lot 
on the table, um, but I already named my loser. I think it's Rams are the best. Uh, winner, I Scott picked up uh, James Cook, Brian Robinson Jr., and Isaiah Pacheco in this draft. Um, but my big overall winner is the Luchadors. Mm-hmm. I know they went first, um, and they got their man, Kenny Pickett, but it's Kenny Pickett. It's Damian Pierce. It's George Pickens. That's the first round. And they still came back and got Rashad White at 17. Yes, he kind of fell to them, but that's not his fault. And he made smart trades to get into those positions to take those players. Um, And like Dave didn't get, not only did he make the smart trade, he made the smart trade and didn't give up a ton of value at 10 getting George Pickens there. Like he, he really did. At every single spot, I think he maximized the value of what was left on the board um, and walks away with probably for this season and this season only three of the four or five most productive players on the board. Yeah, I, I think he, he, he did really well here um, and, and he didn't give up, you know, um, like Justin Fields or something to do it. So you got to give him the win. Um, when he didn't give up a second year, the high end rookie, like he did. True. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. So here, guys, honestly, we're already like in a 45 minute podcast. I don't know if we actually have time to do what I was hoping to with power rankings and uh, RFA. Do we just call it here and then we'll just come back maybe on Wednesday and do a second podcast? I know nah, Dave we, really going to be a part of this. We're going to go through a long form form podcast. We'll give the people some more content um, and, and they'll, right, right, they'll, right. they'll appreciate a little bit more content. All right. So then um, let's go into power rankings right now. I'm interested. I sent out a text message about an hour ago where I asked everyone where they value their team or at least most of the people um and i'm kind of curious before we even begin who do you guys think the best team in the league is after the rookie draft and free agency i don't think this is a question i just don't think this is a question i was gonna say do we count to three and say dave is that the rams are the best no no we don't we don't i guess we have a disagreement here i I think it's, it's just it's not even close. There's one team that's the team to beat. And I know you can have injuries in the league, but if you have a potential quarterback one, you have the potential RB one, you have the potential wide receiver one, you have the potential tight end one, and hell, we'll throw in, you have the potential kicker one too. Um, and then you have the potential best flex in the league. I don't care how little the depth you have. Like, yeah, he might get one of those players injured. He might. I'm going to cut he you might, off here. But he doesn't his have- team. I'm going to let you finish. I'm not because this is this was said multiple times yesterday. When was Russell Wilson a fantastic quarterback for fantasy purposes in the past three seasons? He's what been I meant top. by that. What I meant by it might have the best flex in the league is he might have the best QB two. That's the, another way of reading that. He might have the best QB two. Is him Scrubs right? Uh, Scrubs is the one who has a better one. I could potentially Trey Lance have one that competes. There aren't that many teams that have a QB2 um, that is as good as having Russell Wilson as your QB2. Is Patrick Mahomes a QB1, and that guy can compete for being the best fantasy quarterback in the league this year? I don't think that's a question. Um, I don't think he'll be QB1. I think he'll be more like, oh, no, QB3. But I think <laughs> I think it's just, <laughs> just 
Like it's absurd. It's absurd that Jonathan Taylor, the the, the you know, le- held by everybody to be QB one, uh, RB one. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, the most, the highest rated on almost every draft board wide receiver. Travis Kelsey, hands down, the tight end one. Um, I think that's it's stupid. And and so like people have, after the draft are sitting here and acting like, oh, but you know he doesn't have depth. It's, yeah, you are just saying like if two of those players get hurt sure if two players on any two of our best players on any team gets hurt at that level we're going to be hurt if austin eckler gets hurt i'm in a world of hurt if if Derek carr gets hurt you're screwed if josh allen gets hurt dave is screwed sure Dave byron's the only one who can withstand russell wilson getting hurt and be like i'm still probably beating every team he can withstand he can withstand justin jefferson but well i still got jonathan taylor and travis kelsey and I still got Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. So I, I'm, I'm putting up 100 points this week. I don't know about you. I guess my, my two main concerns with the cartographers, and just so we're clear here, they're team two, and it's close to me for them being close to the Rams. I just don't see them as prohibit such prohibitive favorites the way you do. Um, the two concerns are you're relying on Russell Wilson to have a bounce back year at 33, and you're relying on health from your running backs two of whom are going to start the season out and the third is a bat like khalil herbert isn't getting meaningful snaps right now in chicago okay jk dobbins it doesn't but drew he's not but he's not getting 35 points every week by himself that's not he'll what he get did it last year he'll get it enough weeks and he'll get 28 points every week and all you need is to find but five he didn't more points to beat most of the teams in the league i'm we're talking about a league that has some teams rolling out JD McKissick is their RB1. I, I, there's not that many teams, and some teams have better running back room, sure, but they don't have better, they don't have the Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. So, like, sure, his RB2 could be weak, especially early, probably won't be weak by, by you know, week five. So, like, maybe the first three or four weeks, somebody catches him on a bad week. You know, bye weeks are going to hurt him a little bit. I, he might lose some games. He's not going to go 13 and one this year. Sure. But you're telling me there's, he's healthy in the playoffs. Is anyone, anyone you take a pick over that? If his team that's, is healthy. And that's, that's what we're what looking saying. at. If his team is healthy at the end of the season, that's a if, but we're looking at all the teams and all we can do is say, if these teams are healthy, nobody is close to beating that. The thing that to beat him, you need injuries to happen. Like that's just it. There's there's no one close. I'm gonna save this recording and play it over and over and over again because honestly, the the times that that Drew vehemently says how great I am, or at least I guess it's in my 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 team is how great my team is, but I'm gonna interpret it in how great I am. Uh, it's few and far between. So ah, uh, yeah, this is gonna be my favorite moment that I listen to before I go to sleep every night. So thank you, Drew. Um, I'll caveat it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If, a caveat it would say that I think there are three teams that can beat him in the can beat him in the playoffs. And and I would wouldn't put Dave at like some like what he I mean Byron at what he was last year, right? Last year it was the whole season it felt like a walkthrough. Like we all knew who was gonna win. He was it like a, a you know a guess. Was a good this season. season, this season, I don't know he's gonna win. I if I had to bet him versus the field, I'd take the field, right? But who's the favorite? On any given game, who who you match him up on on one game next week? Who do you think is going to win? 
that I bet Bayern on each of those matchups. All right, so let's get let's get into the power rankings. Let's go top five. Give me your ranks. Obviously, Drew, you say I'm number one. Who's your one, two, three, four, five? Tyler, then you. Tyler, go ahead. Oh, okay, I you Tyler wants you. Okay, yeah, I I'll said go Drew, first. Tyler's That's first. fine. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I had, and this was talked about broadly yesterday, but uh, Rams, cartographers, I have the scrubs at three, um, and we'll get into why. I have Drush and myself at four and five. So that's Drush and uh, Street Smeets. Um, I've gone back and forth at which team is four and which team is five over and over again. Um, I never really, like I've had both back and forth, even today. I've talked to you a little bit about it. Um, I think that the upside of team Drush is incredibly high, but the floor on this team is missing the playoffs. Like not just missing the playoffs, but missing it by a lot. Um, Cause they, but why is that? That's my one through five. I, 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 I completely disagree with that assessment of my team. I think I have one of the higher likelihoods to make the playoffs. I, I just, I think I have too much depth in, in the places. So the problem is not. all of the depth is reliant on everyone breaking out or keeping their job. Like every single depth piece. Devontae yeah. Smith needs a breakout. Kadarius Tony needs to stay on the field. Brandon Ayuk needs a breakout. These are all wide receiver threes or worse last year. Yeah, but they're all young. And then Devontae Smith does what he does last year. If Kadarius Tony, which was what he had a lot, like when he was Antonio Gibson year. needs to keep his I, job. Daryl Henderson needs not to lose touches to Cam. Yeah, Rangers. but you can say that Alvin about any. Gordon. You can say you that can't about say any that team. about any team. You can't say Almost. that about every team. That's what I'm saying. All right. This is, well, but this is why it's power. I'll give my I'll give my power 100. Yeah, that's totally fine. I think five street mates. I, I actually think there's a, a pretty big gap after from five to four um, in this. I think then it's Drush. Um, me next at four. I think it's Dave next at three. I think Scott's two. Um, I think that there's a little bit of a gap, not a big one, and then it's then it's Byron. Um, but I think there's little bits of gaps between, um, three and four. It's a smallish one, like, um, and I think there's a gap between four and five, and I think there's a gap between five and six. Um, and, and so I think Tyler's team is the one that will jump in should injuries happen and whatnot. Um, but, uh, I do think that the four teams at the top would be your prohibitive kind of like should win their division. Yeah, I, I'm going to go into this a little bit more, um, but as instead of giving my personal beliefs, um, I'm going to go to Fantasy Pros, which I've talked about in the past. Uh, they all rank our teams based on this season, uh, and they can give us some power rankings. So I'm going to use that. It's kind of an independent resource. And so uh, the answer is relatively close to both of you. However, the tier one favorite, and it's not particularly close is Dave, according to Fantasy Pros. Now they give me the second best, or excuse me, the first best starters, and they give it to me by a considerable margin, but they hate all my depths, which I think is, is a fair assessment. While they love both the starters for Dave at giving him number two overall and his depths one overall. Um, and then there's a clear tier group of Scott, Drew, and myself who, um, you know, were it, the way that it scores it is 
how powerful are you to the best team? So Dave is considered the hundred, like has a score of a hundred. Uh, and so Scott's team is 94, as is my team, which means we're 6% worse, essentially. Um, and Drew, you are a 90. Uh, and then there is actually another tier that is all by themselves, which is Tyler, who has a score of 84. And then there is a considerable tier gap after that. So I, I think that's fairly accurate. I, I don't really have any big complaints of, of what of any of this, to be honest with you. Um, where was, where was scrubs in that fantasy pros? Scrubs was, he's technically two, but we're, we are tied now at 94, 94. It's actually up. Oh, you guys are, we had to okay. adjust some teams um, earlier today on RTS. And I guess that affected the, affected the scores a little bit, but yeah, I, I think that's very interesting. Um, so uh, my favorite team that came out of the draft, that I didn't expect to love as much as I do. I think it's streets meets. Like I, I think you had uh-huh. a very, very solid draft uh, this year and you did a really good job of, again, I don't think you're winning your division, but you're definitely going to win the first spot, right. Uh, or the first wild card spot. Yeah. And I don't think it's, there's like, like the league says, it's not particularly close. I particularly loved your, acquisitions of Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara Josh Jacobs was obviously a player of mine there was I didn't I liked him I wanted him for around $30 but I just couldn't afford it and that's why I went and got Cam Walker or Ken Walker excuse me but I I know he's gotten a lot of hate this season but he hasn't played a preseason game since the Hall of Fame game where he played and people gave him a lot of crap uh, I don't think Samir White takes as many carries of, um, at, off of him as people think. And so I think that was savvy. And obviously, Al- Alvin Kamara, you unfortunately didn't get a discount. Like, if you're doing redraft, you get Kamara for a discount. You get him, like, late second. Um, and, I mean, it's like, that's still baked in with the fact that people thought he was going to get a suspension. I think if he, that never happened, I think Kamara is a, you know, top 10 pick every draft. So I think you did really well. I, I, love, the, I love those two acquisitions for you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I did fairly well between the Hertz-Prescott swap and being able to pick up Kamara, Jacobs, Amir Abdullah. Um, I needed a starting tight end, so Evan Ingram isn't the one I wanted, but he's the one I've got. Uh, That's obviously, I think my, you know, the bottom half of the roster there, those three spots are going to give me trouble all year again that tight end defense kicker. Um, I think but again, in, you look at what they can get you and it's like, it's not that big of a difference. If you have a rotating running back room where you can just keep playing real, the best players, we've seen home run hitters do really well and get the playoffs multiple years because he had insane running back depth. Yeah. I, I mean, there is, there is not a week where I won't be able to start one of Kamara Jacobs or Chubb or two of Kamara Jacobs and Chubb and barring injury. Right. Um, not to mention Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Penny is the, the, the wild Penny's card four. here. Yeah. He, yeah. Pays for it. Running back depth here is crazy. The weaknesses on this team, I think are twofold. A wide receiver. Don't really have any depth at wide receiver. Right. And, and relying on Gabe Davis to, to break out a little bit. Most people think he, he he might right, um, but but there is there's no depth. Anyone goes down there, you're 
don't have really points to play. Maybe say Jones a little bit, or maybe Chenault catches on. Um, but uh, that that's there, and obviously tight end. I think you hit the nail on the head. Don't have points there, but who cares about tight end? Um, comes down to getting quarterbacks to healthy, like every team. Um, and 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 can your wide receivers, you know, also either three one break out and then stay healthy. Um, with Drew, I mean, we've already talked about your team um, on both sides. I, I'm a pretty big fan of your team. I am, I do have my fears with your team. I think you have more. I have a lot of fears. I, you have a lot of risk compared to the rest of the group. We don't know what Trey Lance looks like. Obviously, yep. Antonio Gibson has been, you know, fears, but like you're talking about some of your high end with Joe Burrow, Austin Eckler, uh, yeah, even really DJ more to a certain extent. I mean, those are, those are core players that you can build around. I'm really excited about Baker Mayfield. Hopefully, hopefully he can unlock more a little bit from what we've seen, you know, granted he couldn't really do stuff with o, um, Odell Beckham Jr. But like, there's a personality thing going on there that you really never quite can be sure what the hell is going on with the Browns. So yeah, I really like your team in general. Uh, and then out to can Trey Lance bust out yeah. my teams will get, take me where Trey Lance goes and honestly just because Scott's not on the podcast just got to give a little we keep glossing Love over to, yeah. this team even though we know that's what we know yeah. he's really good it's not that we're, we're getting it for a reason obviously he's in our top four but gotta just give some credit where credit is due the man has an insane team because he has kept his first round picks and not traded them away uh and got an insane value and now he's got Justin Herbert He's got, um, excuse me, Saquon Barkley. And of course, Jamar Chase is the core of his team. This is a team that could obviously be anybody in the league, but no one gives a shit about our teams, right? No one gives a shit about the top five teams. Everybody wants to know where their team is. And that is why I have asked individual people what they think they are, where their current rank is in the league. And I'm going to compare it to the independent list love and you guys it, can agree it. or not but at number six who do you think the best the sixth best team is well you, I, well, you just give us the fancy pros and where they put it um the, i think me going through it all is just going to be fine off the cuff here i don't know about well, Tyler. I, Tyler, you have it in your head go for it uh, i asked the lewisburg luchadors obvious our glorious commission commission and he said he was six and what do you know the Lewisburg Luchadors in the, the top tier of the next tier, if you will, is the sixth best team. And honestly, I can see why. Obviously, he's got some pretty solid talent. Um, he got Damian Pierce. He's got Kenny Pickett, who could play. But he's got a lot of quarterbacks, actually, right? He's got Jameis Winston. And I'm just rattling this off the top of my head as I just try to scramble to find his team. But he's got Jameis Winston. He's got... Uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, thank you. Um, and then he's got Kenny Bennett and Jacoby Prezet. He's got four quarter – he's got three starting quarterbacks right now, and hopefully there's a kind of torch passing as Brissett gets benched for De uh, Deshaun Watson. Hopefully the Steelers give Pickett some playing time at the end of the season just to kind of give him some you know in-game experience. I think that's healthy for a young quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. But he's also got Dalvin Cook and Damian Pierce. I think that makes him have one of the more solid running back cores with Rashad White as his backup. And, and then Cordero course, Patterson. Wide, oh, and then Cordell Patterson, where you're getting a running back to wide receiver position. Cool. I mean, yeah. I, I keep rambling, but I, I, I can see why. This is a team I've definitely glossed over. And now I think he's done a very good job of 
constructing a very competitive roster. The competitive roster, I think the weakness is at wide receiver here, right? I think A, I, 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 you know, this is my own opinion, but I think Keenan Allen's on the downside here. I know he's a fancy darling of everyone in the world. I think, you, you know, go deeper into the stats last year. Um, look, he showed signs of, 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 of regression a little bit um, in terms of kind of average depth of target and, and kind of uh, how he has average separation, things like that were, were different than they were. He's a big receiver. It doesn't always matter that much, but, but it makes me like Mike Williams a little bit more than Keenan Allen this year. Um, with that said, it's it's the depth of wide receiver too. Uh, you know, when you get into George Pickens, Curtis Samuel, and after that, it's like Rondale Moore, and and not much. So that's where his weakness is. Wide receiver is the best place to have weakness, though. I think so. So not a huge thing. It's really going to come down to can Dalvin Cook, um, Justin Fields, and Jameis Winston kind of you know carry this team to to some wins, and can the rest of the players give him enough? Um, I think he's going to get some wins. Uh, I, I agree with them at six. Yeah, it. I definitely think that the Luchadors should be right here. Uh, there is another couple of teams that we'll talk about coming up next um, who are in similar positions. But not only is Justin positioned well for this year to be right in the hunt for those last couple of playoff spots, uh, he's going to be in the hunt next year as well. Um, he'll have cap room. He'll have some good young wide receivers who are blossoming. He'll have Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett under contract. Um, he's going to be, you know, be. a couple savvy signings away from being at the top of his division. So Yeah, that's, that's my division. Definitely next year is my rebuild year. I don't think there's any way to avoid it. I, uh, I think he definitely is our, our leader uh, in, that, in that division next year. So number seven, it's a team we've hated on in the past. In fact, it's a team we've hated on in this podcast. It's got to be. Is it? Is it loose cannons? Is it Peyton's making nachos? It's Tim. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ryan. And that's who and I. You am know too. why? I can because see that. he's got the best running back core I think we've ever seen in the league, and <laughs> yeah, it's not so. particularly close. He could have RB one <laughs> and RB two at the end of the year. He could. There's a world where McCaffrey and Swift are RB one and RB two. Um, he could have it. It's and so, he's got Danny Dimes. He's got Danny goddamn Dimes. I mean, what are you talking about? This man has really come up. I, I think he's got a very strong. I, it's I hate parts of it. Yeah. But I also love parts of it. You know, he's got a good core of tight ends. His wide receivers are a little little bit shaky, but you know, Amari Cooper will be someone to watch in the playoffs because Cooper loves to come in and show off. And I think when Deshaun Watson and him start playing together, I think it's going to have a, a similar season to what happened when the Cowboys traded for Cooper from the Raiders, where he just blew up. Right. Because he's the, I think he's a top five wide receiver. He just doesn't give a fuck. You watch him on some Sundays and he's like, doing fucking routes you've never seen the footwork at the off the line is insane it's it's like stefan Diggs, Devonte adams just absurd but then he like takes the next game off he's like fuck this man i'm not gonna try and it almost always happens against easy opponents that he should dominate so very weird player so i think this is going to be a very sneaky team if it gets into the playoffs which right now at rank seven would be the last team to sneak into the playoffs 
I also didn't get his personal rank because he didn't text me back, which no surprise, but uh, yeah, still. All right. Next up, unless you guys have any thoughts. No, number eight. No, this running back room is like, I have a good running back room. When we looked at, at my roster, this is that plus four spots at every single position. Right. So yeah. Like they, they're each, each of their top running backs is a tier above each of mine, right? Like if you tier them out, at least with Christian McCaffrey, probably being two or three above Kamara. And then you look at every other team and you're like, oh, no wonder some of them are starting people like JD McKissick. Um, yeah, that's yeah. why this team yeah. right here is why uh, McCaffrey and, and DeAndre Swift will drag this team to five, six, or seven. I want to thank him. Like, I want to thank teams like this that have hoarded these running backs. Makes me feel a lot better about having, you know, Antonio Gibson as my RB2. It's like, sure, I have Antonio Gibson's RB2. Some people have J.D. McKissick and nothing. Um, It's because Tim went out and just said, all the running backs are mine and all the future running backs are mine too with Pierre Strong and Algier. Um, I like it. Um, And I do think he has a a good chance of having two top five running backs if if McCaffrey stays healthy. And we already know the trade market, one of the hottest things to go get is a running back. So if he does have a core that just really like does very well and he's looking for a wide receiver, he can trade a running back for a good wide receiver and probably then some, right? So he can kind of fix his holes when the trade led trade deadline comes around if the core works out as well as we, you know, we're kind of assuming it will. Uh, the next team up, and I'm going to shut up this time and let you guys talk, but number eight is Joe's Primo team. What did, uh, what did guys, he say? Why is Joe's Primo team? He unfortunately didn't text me back either. Come on, guys. But some people who thought they were much higher up did text me back. So we're going to get to that. That's going to be quite interesting. There's yeah. a couple of people who we thought they were in the top five, let me just say. So <laughs> it's uh, um, nothing like uh, illusions of self grandeur. Um, grandeur. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see why this team is, is, is kind of in this range. I think this is where you'd put this team in, in some area in this range. Um, I think you look at kind of the high-end potential of his running backs, like Brees Hall and Zeke Elliott, that's not bad, right? Um, Zeke Elliott, I think he overpaid for, I can't, 77. That was wild to me. That was one of the the, the UFA just shot, sticker shocks to me. Like, I, I knew that people were looking for running backs. And I think it really was Tyler, you jumping in with the Camara thing that, that escalated some of the value here. He was the cheapest um, one, though. I know, but I think a lot <laughs> of us probably, when we were looking at it, didn't expect you because you had – um, I'd already grabbed Jacobs, had, and you had a seventy-dollar chub to to have uh, to be in on these this price running back. I thought that money was going elsewhere. I think that bumped up some of the money. Um, and then Zeke Elliott going here for seventy-seven. That's a lot of money, and there a lot of people wanted this running back. And so there were other teams with holes at running back, as we discussed. Not surprising. Um, Mac Jones, Matt Ryan, you have two quarterbacks. Not very high ceilings on on the on that. George Kittle, you know what you're getting there. Dalton Schultz one of the best tight end rooms uh, in the league here in terms of just the floor of it. Um, and then you have Cooper cup and some, and then whoever else at wide receiver, but you have Cooper cup. So that's why like you have that base of, of stats every week that I think will get you to the middle of the pack. Should you stay healthy? Yeah. I think, I think there's probably going to be, if, if you read off the scores, are there a couple teams bunched up right here? 
Yes, it's seventy-two, okay, yeah. seventy-four. They, we're, like, I, I should say that. So are the loose cannons? Are the loose cannons the next team? Yes, the loose cannons yeah, okay. are the next team. Because that's the only other one I was. I think is there a fall off right after that? A little bit. Actually, no. There's... Or does nuts? Does nuts jump in there too? We're gonna get back to the nuts, okay? Okay, so good. Let's just, let's, I was worried a, that they would be rated little, higher. We've okay. got a little bit to go. Okay, good. But we get to the nuts. So the loose cannons are next, then, right? Yes, the loose cannons are next. So why don't you? Well, what since we've already kind of indicated, but we'll, we'll just let you guys go into it. But I will give the score. So the Lewisburg Luchadors are seventy-six. Um, Bain's making nachos seventy-four. Joe's Primo team seventy-two. Maniac loose cannons. 72. I would guess Philly City White is after them. Um, but that would be my guess. Um, but but yeah, I think that that makes makes some sense to me. Um, yeah, I think if you look cannons. at the loose cannons roster side, if you could pull them side by side with the the Joe's Primo roster that we had just looked at, Drew, you're talking about this like floor of competency at a couple of the positions. Um, and they have it here with Joe Mixon. Um Trevor Lawrence is going to have to be better, but I think he will be. Um, this this tight end room isn't the worst, you know. Cole Komet is going to be the probably the second most productive. <laughs> I want to say it, it. It, it, it. He's going to be the second most productive skill position player in in Chicago. Um, that's not going to be worth a whole lot. But yeah. Hayden Hurst changed teams. Trey McBride as talent coming out as a rookie. Like this they might start week one. It very well made. Seems likely to start Ertz, one now. Ertz is really Ertz is practicing, so it looks like Ertz might play. Oh, okay, it, it, it seems you know 50 50 there. And then your wide receivers, uh, reminds me of, of uh, a similar wide receiver room to, to my wide receiver room, right? That's what I was gonna this, say. This is this the is, year before your this, wide yeah, receiver. Room. This is like Thielen D, is his DJ Moore. I'll take I'll take DJ Moore. Um, then you have Judy, who's probably just a more you know, a, a more advanced kind of. Devonte Smith type type player, um, or Brandon Ayuk type player, right? And then you have Olave Dotson Moore, Elijah Moore, also kind of in that same. He's probably a little bit above uh, some of the players on our roster, but the, the, just a lot of high upside young talent here. That I think all of these, the way I look at it, is like all of these are usable in a trade. And that's uh, that's when you know you have a player that's like decent. Like, can I throw this into a trade and make someone be enticed a little bit by this player? I think all. Uh, six or seven of those um, can be. Um, so, so yeah, I think the, the weakness here obviously is he's got probably the most quarterbacks in the league uh, by a good amount, and and he's only, only got one. one of them that you want. <laughs> he's only got one quarterback, um, and I really think he, you know, you struggle a little bit to to fill the flex role too, unless you hit on something ahead of. The well, schedule. I think your hope is that Tony Pollard is just. Fantastic. But it's a hope, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just a hope yeah. at this point. Um, I think and, you need something even like that, that. It's you know, this score is factoring in Tony Pollard and and it's giving him relatively like a decent score too. Like where where it's just absolutely bombing him is it's saying he's got the twelfth worst quarterback in our league. And that's not quarterback room, that's just his starting quarterback. He's got the twelfth best wide receiver core, starting core. Uh, he's got the 15th best super flex and his starters overall are 14th best, but however, he does have a very good bench. I think this is a team looking at what happened has to realize that maybe this isn't the year, even though you've got really solid depth, even though you are in this kind of second tier 
And if things don't go immediately as the plan, I think you sell Joe Mixon to a competing team, take off some it's of hard the to. ridiculous it's salary. It's so hard to sell Joe Mixon. Well, it, it comes into the, like you, you, oh, actually he can't because he franchise tagged him. So he can't sell Mixon. So that's, that's yeah. rough. But if you have any players that do do well, then you, you, you trade that and you kind of try to get a solid core of players. You the next player, year. if I were him, I'm looking, if you over for sure. Especially healthy, with yeah. You can trade that. Who's, uh, who's um, after loose cannons? All right. I asked this team what, where they thought they were. And they gave, unfortunately, too high of an answer. What was it? They thought fourth. They said somewhere between three and five. And they said fourth. What team is it, boys? Did we not only, there's only this? There's only seven teams left. I said, I said. Before I, I believe but, you said citywide. I did say Someone. citywide, but now, now I'm kind of reconsidering since the ones who said it. I'm going to go ahead and stick with histor- it. Historically, I was good say, in our league. Home run, home, run home run hitters. Not home run hitters. Oh. Fancy footwork. Fancy fucking footwork. Fancy footwork. Man. Triple F. Should have said Fancy that because work. I can understand why. And they I, like forgetting about the roster a little bit. Like I can, I can, I can get why they would think a little bit higher. The league, it says for his best position is his super flex, where he has is considered fourth. Obviously, he's got the fifth best tight end with Darren Waller. He's got good running back room and a solid starting quarterback. However, the league does not like, or the fantasy pros does not like his wide receiver core at all. And it mm-hmm. means its bench is the worst or second worst in the league. So, rough. What do you guys think? I, you know, I, I think. Fourth is a little bit high um, for, for where he, he should be. Um, I, I think he, he can beat all the few teams that we just laid out that were directly ahead of him, Joe's Primo team, Alexis Cannons. I wouldn't be surprised if Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, if ETN blows up and Javante blows up, right? Those are two players that have really high upside. Um, if those two players give you that floor of like 80 points every week, then, you know, maybe DK Metcalf is just good with bad wide receivers. You see receivers that are just bad quarterbacks. You see receivers that can do that. Um, then I think, you know, the, the fact that you don't have much after after Godwin um, can be nullified a little bit. Waller can be nullified a little bit. And this team can overproduce. Like I would, this is a team that I think best case scenario um, can be sit there, sitting there in the end and competing does take Javante and ETN kind of breaking out and Elijah Mitchell being solid takes Waller returning to form and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, you know, having their better case scenarios, but they're usually low floor. I mean, high floor players anyway. Um, I, I wouldn't, I don't fault him for thinking he's got a good chance this year. I think he is one of those teams um, that can get in the playoffs and beat anybody. If those players that I just looked listed have their best case scenario it's just after godwin you have nothing to wide receiver um you don't really have much depth um and you are looking for players like etn and Javante williams who people like a lot of people are super high on to be the best case scenario for this team to compete yeah you pretty much nailed all of the talking points here um i do think that while the computer doesn't factor it in owner competency should matter um Jake and Zach, it, from this position, if they're rating themselves fourth, that has to be based on their own like belief historically that they've been able to take uh, 
rosters that haven't been they've had stronger rosters in the past top heavier rosters in the past um they think they do a great job i think they generally do a good job as well um you're looking for a really high ceiling from dak and kirk um they can get it right they They know how to trade they know how to get put themselves in the best case scenario this is absolutely a team that can change their fortunes at a time and and at a turn of a dime and i want to also say is that I hated on their team last year and then they turned out to win their division. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been wrong in the past. I don't know. I was going to, the one point I would make here is they, they, those tight ends, both Brevin Jordan and Albert O, cause I'm not even going to try. Um, they also could be floor raisers. Um, they both could break out this year. They've been on a lot of like short lists. So even if that Waller position falters, they do have some some depth there. It's this wide receiver room is going to be rough this season, um, and could be just the drag that keeps them out of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's weird because in the past this this wide receiver yeah. room was was so scary, so scary. This um, is Justin but, Jefferson and Mike Williams, right? You know, it was, and 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 you know, but there's a, there's a world where Godwin is back to Godwin with Brady, right? And and DK Metcalf can put it on with whatever, and if those two players you know, are as good as their talent is and and and, and their their history is, um, then all of a sudden and Javante and you can see that happening. Um and then you just need a couple tweaks to yep. to be that. Then you just need to like trade Elijah Mitchell for something good, right? And that's a tradable, tradable piece if he's playing well. I, I think this is the type of this is definitely the type of roster the t- owners that can make it better. But they but they also are probably saying that because they probably also fervently believe in Etn and Javante Williams, right? Yeah, absolutely. and they 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 I I kind of like them too, right? Like I like Javante, even though I have Melvin Gordon. You know, I think Javante Williams is very talented, passes the eye test. I understand why you'd be high on him. Just like I'm super high on. I've told you, Kadarius Tony, right? Like, I think if you see the eye test, like you believe in that player, then then you can believe in this team for sure. I am running out of time, boys, so I've got to move this along. Uh, the next team on our list rate themselves as eight in the league. Unfortunately, even though they're in the same tier, they are right now ranked at 11. It is Philly citywide. And, you know, his team, relatively okay-ish. It's, the problem is obviously his running backs are considered 14th. His running back core considered 14th in the league with his RB1, 15th in the league, 15th worst, uh, obviously being propped up by Lamar Jackson, his QB1. Um, any thoughts on where this team is? Yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, this is, it goes where you can, can Clyde Edward Tolaire finally break out, right? If he, if he can, um, it raises the, the potential of this team by, by a lot. He still doesn't have a solid RB2. Um, but definitely helps out a lot. And then, you know, I think there are pieces to this team that you like best case scenario again, right? Um, Michael Thomas, like comes back and, and does some crazy stuff. MVS is, is the deep threat people think he can hope to be. I look at this team and think, you know, probably going to have a losing record at the end of the year in, in all likelihood. But, you know, um, I think that they, they've managed the team very well. They've made some very um, savvy moves and trades and things like that. They, they they really have you know taken a team that was the 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 bottom the of worst. the barrel the worst, the worst roster and put pieces like the, like put pieces on this team that I'm like okay I, there there's 
a path here. And I think if they keep managing the way they're doing, they're going to be contending soon. And unlike the other two owners that came into the league last year, they did not have a first round pick. Dave stole that pick from the previous owner um, for Aaron Jones. And then, then uh, I think Aaron Jones got traded back to Dave uh, for the rights to Lamar Jackson. So uh, essentially, <laughs> essentially lost players, got players. It was a weird situation. Um, but yeah, I, he doesn't have a first next year, which I think is a, going to be a problem for him for the whole, like he's got a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I, am I, is my audio messing up? You're good. You're good. No, I was saying that's, that's, it's in my possession. Yeah. I, I, I know. I know. All right. So I'm going to skip you Tyler on your take and just get it for the next yeah, yeah, team. Yeah. We've got the best TDs at 12. He did not text him back. So I don't know where he, he thinks, what do you think of this team? Uh, so I've looked at this team a bunch uh as they're in my division uh just trying to kind of see where i stack up this is one of those teams that when they catch someone on the right bye week they could steal a win uh you look at carson winston matthew stafford aren't the strongest quarterback room but it does give you at least like a baseline floor as long as they're healthy uh you look at pat fryermuth i think was tight end 13 last year um Jordan Aikens and Daniel Bellinger in the backup roles there. Uh, his wide receiver room actually, like, despite not having that over the top, top end guy, there's a lot of like Debo being the exception here, but Debo could have a fallback to earth year this year and just end up not having as many rushing opportunities. Uh, but this wide receiver room is the strength of this team. Um, it's just, it's not as strong as some other wide receiver rooms right it suffers that like this is like the second chunk of wide receivers in strength um but because of the depth there and he he's another one of those one running back teams though it's just david montgomery and then it's jamal williams or sony michelle or Terry. yeah it gets rough right there really quick and so if he's not at full strength catching someone on an, on a bye week, he's going to struggle to string together wins. Um, we'll see what he can do going forward. He's got a lot of money locked up in a couple of pieces. Um, that Montgomery contract looks fine, but this year could be a rough one to ride out. Um, yeah, I, this is probably approximately the right ranking for this team. Like I said, could be competed, competitive in some bye weeks as long as he's got his full roster, but Strength on strength. It's going to be tough. All right. I'm going to the next team, Drew. I'm going to get your opinions on the home run hitters. Uh, The site has their strength being obviously quarterback and running back. Every other position, they are ranked 12th or worse as a category. Thoughts, opinions? Yeah, this is a team um, that I think, you know, is going to have to get some early wins, right? You're going to have to, you know, Mitch Trubisky, like, you don't know how long you're going to have Mitch Trubisky, probably going to have for a while. So, like, that's that, that, that's all it thinks. Camp Buzz is nice for him and, and, and whatnot. But that wide receiver room um, is is tough, right? You talk about Tyler Lockett without Russell Wilson. Then you talk about Drake London with Marcus Mariota and Kenny Galladay. No preseason. Yes. Yeah, we know preseason Kenny Galladay, I guess, right? Um, and and you're also talking about your your RB two. It's are even if Kareem Hunt can be an RB one in our, our league, he can still. 
he's a backup running back, right? To the, the, the there's a floor there that you could see being worse for him than than, than he'd like, and then no tight ends. This is about right. He's a guy that can catch people early. I think um, Tom Brady going off, Henry going off, um, and can get a win just because those players can put up forty point weeks. But um, the the floor is is very low. Our next best team, I think, had the most realistic of these. It's funny that like all the middle tier teams that we talked about, they no one texted me back. But some of the back half teams have texted me back. They were the most realistic. And I think it's probably because they've taken a look at their running back core and realized it's the worst in the league. I'm, of course, talking about the pensive paragreets. They have a reason to be pretty pensive about this upcoming year. I'm not sure if they're going to recoup their $140. But, uh, you know, I think probably what was always in the plan is a rebuilding year. Tyler, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this they're going to struggle to get to 15 points a week out of the running back and tight end position combined. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Look For real, look at the roster. Yeah. J.D. McKissick, <laughs> Jalen Warren, Keyshawn Vaughn, Tyler Beatty, Alexander Madison, Miles Gaskin, Jarek McKinnon. Okay. None of those running backs are the running back one or one A or one B on a team right now. J.D. McKissick is the closest due to Brian Robinson getting carjacked, right? Gerald Everett and Robert Tunyon are like almost awesome tight ends every year, except for the 10 weeks they miss with an injury um, or Gerald Everett just never living up to the hype. DeAndre Hopkins, six games, suspension. Robert Woods, ACL, coming back. Alan Lazard is Alan Lazard. AJ Brown, <laughs> AJ Brown, new team. Like awesome talent, but on a new team. Robbie Anderson has never lived up to the hype. This is the like, man, this team could almost be good if. And then you have the two most fragile ego quarterbacks in the entire NFL in Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, right? Those guys are, if you told me that Baker Mayfield quit football in week eight of this season and never played again because he was upset, I would not not believe it. And if you told me that Kyler Murray retired to play video games full-time, I would believe it. This team is like just precipitously dangerously balanced away from losing every game because Kyler Murray goes down. Yeah. This is Kyler Murray, nothing, but I think we, I think you're right. They're, 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 they know they're where they're at. Yeah. And and they're they're, they're, smart. They're playing for it. So I don't think they're, they're too worried about having a bad team this year. Um, I think they're going to, you know, be, be, planning to, to build it up next year. I will say that Evan is super ready to always trade his first round picks, at least historically, but he has not been trading his first round picks since I think last year, he's kept on to that 23 pick pretty hard and says, I refuse to trade it. I think he's trying to peg one one I think he's going after a superstar player again. And he, we've known he has given, like just decided to uh, uh, take for a season. That's how we got Kyler Murray in the first place. But while 14 was realistic about their future, 15 believed that they, and I quote, a playoff team or a playoff team, they used we. So you know it really limits the two two last choices because the other team left is literally named after the owner. So Breezewood Nuts is at 15, and they believe they're the seventh best team in the league. Gentlemen, tell me why that's not true. 
Go ahead, Drew. You know, um, there, there's there's a number of reasons here. Um, I, I think it comes down to you just don't have top end talent, right? You you do have players as, as opposed to some of the teams we've talked about at, at every position. Technically, you have Devin Singletary playing for that. Um, you have like I guess Johnny Smith, the tight end, the tight end, whatever. Uh, you have Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans and Marquise Brown at wide receiver. Those are all players. Tyreek Hill, you can make the case as an elite player. Um, it's not a great situation, but the elite player, but every one of those has significant handicaps. And then you're talking about your quarterbacks, Tannehill, Goff, Mariota. There's no high upside there. So you're talking about players that you would want to be your second quarterback as your first. Um, and so there, there just really is a very low floor week in and week out when a lot of these players have bad fantasy weeks. Um, which is why I think the, uh, unlike some teams, this team's not going to catch as many teams on bad buys just because the ceiling and the floor is not very high for, for all your players. Um, so even though you have some, you have pieces here that in out years and future years, you can turn into a good roster. I think Tyree kill at 50 next year could be great. 27 for Marquise Brown could be great. Like, you have pieces here. You just need stars and you have none. Yep. I, uh, I think that's fairly accurate. Obviously the website does like his wide receiver core. And I think for good reason, but it's got everything else pretty much at low, well, at least the core positions of running back and quarterback are 14 and 15 respectively. Uh, that's a pretty rough place to be. The worst team in the league, according to Fantasy Pros, is Mike Ryan's team. I'm not sure that's a huge surprise since they don't have a super flex player, uh, super flex starter, which is a huge part of this league. Uh, and obviously Deshaun Watson, well, Deshaun isn't starting for until week 13 at best. Is it or 14? I'm not sure if 13. it's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Might not, I have no idea, to be honest. I, I don't know if the buy, how the bye week is plays out. There, um, it's a 12-week suspension. Their bye is week 12. He is eligible to return for week 13 against anybody. Anybody know who it is? Oh, no way. The it's Texans? the Houston Texans. Wow. What a wonderful way to bring it all back. I'm sure the chance that he's going to get. Uh, wait, is he at Browns or is he in Houston? It's in this Houston. Is, God, I'm sure the chants are going to be just wonderful. Hopefully yeah. they eventually release that tape because that's going to be so good. Um, yeah, you know, he'll be a little bit stressed after that game. He might need a massage. Yeah, might need a massage. Might need to get a little, uh, you know. <laughs> that's rough. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, this team, God, I just, I look at this team and I don't, hate it i really don't i i mm -hmm. hate other teams more than i hate this team right you go look at this wide receiver course stefan diggs terry mclaurin and then christian kirk or Traylon burks could be one of the other guy like the, the third yeah. wide receiver that's great you've got Najee harris who is of course a great foundational player on your roster you've got miles sanders who's not ideal like but for 31 dollars i'm a big yeah, I'm a pretty I'm not a huge fan, but for thirty one dollars. Thirty one dollars is 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 not the worst that's value. That's not the we've worst seen, value. We've seen that's worse not, value. That's not bad value for like sure, I don't like him, but like I'm not a coach. You know, I'm not a player. It can be Mark, I could be wrong about him. Mark Andrews at twenty dollars is pretty good. And then you know, you you do get Deshaun Watson back week twelve. <sighs> 
man, all you're missing really is a quarterback. And had he cut a few He's players. He's got to get to week 12, though. No, I know. This is this is a this is a team that's going to be competent next season, and like he's not going to get to week twelve because of that. Some of the things we talked about, uh, he he's going to steal some wins. I don't think he's going to be the second worst team in this league at the end of it. Um, or the worst gonna, team in this league. He's not. He, that's what, yeah, the worst. And I don't think he's going to be the second worst. Um, I think he's going to be like the maybe the third, fourth, but like it's going to be with a bunch of teams there in the you know four or five win range. Because um, I think he's going to sneak up us people, get some wins, get some huge Stefan Diggs, Najee Harris games. I think Los Angeles will give you some good games. Um, and I think you know as 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 Tyler alluded to, Geno Smith will give you some competent starts um at quarterback for for from our perspective um so i think he'll steal some some wins uh here and there and i think he's but but i look at the this roster and i'm like terry mclaurin at a locked in 45 that's a nice piece Traylon burks that's a nice piece christian kirk that's a really nice piece Najee harris 22 next year miles sanders if he keeps his job that like 31 dollars. that's a big if if he doesn't you can cut him like whatever um and then you have deshaun watson at 40 uh, at 49 next year like that's great at 49 next year um so like you're in a really good spot next season with this team because you have assets to me it's all about are your players assets the more of your players you have that you can reasonably throw in as trade value um the better you're situated and he's got pieces He's got pieces like that that you can move around and, and it can be, say, like, this is a the, really good piece. The scariest part for for this is that Mike Ryan's team could decide the division winner of our division because he will have Watson back in weeks 13, 14, which he'll be playing either myself or David, at least one of those, uh, as we play our divisions to wrap. Uh, and this team at full strength, if Geno Smith is still the starter and Miles Sanders is still a starter, is not a is not the worst team in this league by far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with that, oh God, I just I really want Michael Ryan to win. God, I just want I just want Michael Ryan to beat Dave two times in one year. That is gonna be one of the best moments. But my wife just gave me the double tap on my shoulder to tell me, shut the fuck up. Stop talking about fantasy football. Who has a funny fantasy football podcast? Anyways, that's crazy. Who listens to it? And who, who has are a those two people? hour podcast? Two hour long form podcast. So gentlemen, we will be back relatively soon. I don't know, but we've got the week one coming up. I don't know how excited you guys are, but I'm very excited. We'll be back so, this week with the season preview. So I just want to say live in the hope, right? Live in the hope right now, because in a few days, because we know Stone cold reality is going to kick you in the face. We could be wrong. We could be right. But right now, all of us are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Good luck. I hope you the best, my friends. And good day. Bye, man. Bye. Bye.